episode six of our series called Worship Leading for Small Churches. If you missed any of the other previous episodes, go back and watch those. those the, there's great stuff in all of those, and we'll probably reference uh, some of the stuff we talked about in the previous ones in this episode. Uh, talking about this episode, um, the, the topic that we're, we're, we're touching on is, work, is which equipment do you need on a budget? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about what's the, what's the big picture stuff you need for putting a praise team together for having a PA system. Um, once again, I'm joined by Josh Powell and Rachel Wiley of Transmission. Uh, thank you guys for joining me through, throughout these episodes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, it's been fun. It's been a great conversation. Let's keep that going. Uh, how, how do you start a budget for a worship team? <laughs> I'll start with you, Josh. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's tricky. And this is, this is one of those things that um, you're not going to be able to do this on your own as a worship leader unless you got deep, deep pockets. Mm. And it's not me. I don't have the pockets. But truthfully, this is something that uh, that worship leaders need to uh, work hand in hand with your senior pastors, mm-hmm. uh, because at the end of the day, the equipment that you use to uh, reproduce sound, uh, graphics, anything that supports worship in your church, this is an investment in, in the the quality of worship in in your church, and it's something that you really shouldn't take lightly. Uh, I think gone are the days when you could go down to uh, you know, the Circuit City or the Best Buy and just pick up some off-the-shelf speakers and sound system type equipment uh, because the the need for... Uh, supporting worship has only grown, especially especially since COVID. Um, so we're kind of at the level now where we, we need to be investing in the type of equipment that we have because it's it's going to serve you well in the long term. Um, and that comes down to money, unfortunately. It's mm-hmm. the topic that nobody really wants to discuss, yeah. but it takes money uh, to really do something well. Um, that involves technology and uh, worship, it, not even just contemporary worship or praise and worship, but just supporting the worship services at your church. It falls uh, into the same the same category. So how do you how do you get money to do this? How do you how do you find a budget uh, for upgrading or even installing a sound system for the in, in the first place? You got to work with your pastor. Um, your pastor is going to be uh, the keeper of all things um, money, and even even if he doesn't uh, solely handle the, the finances of your of your church, uh, he's going to be able to uh, get the right people into the room and have the right discussions to say, "Hey, this is what we need in order to really make uh, worship a distraction free, uh, productive uh, environment for us." So work work with your pastor, uh, and then together you can figure out what your priorities are. Uh, what what's most important and how you can how you can achieve them? I think um, th- this really needs to like uh, it needs to be a conversation from a stewardship perspective as well. Um, it's there's there's no question that this kind of equipment is is not cheap. You know, it costs a lot of money in the long run, and for a lot of churches, you you really rely on um, the the tithes and the offerings that your congregants give. And maybe this is something that you can say, uh, you can come to your congregation, you can say, look, you know, we want to invest in the worship environment of our church. Maybe we have a special 
uh, collection just for the sound system. You can lay out, this is what we want to achieve. This is what it will look and sound like after. Uh, this is who we're, we're bringing in, uh, who, who are experts, and they say, like, we will be able to achieve the, the best quality sound. This is what we would need in order to make this happen. Um, and special collections like that sometimes are, are very helpful for that kind of thing. And then um, as you're building your budget, uh, let me, and I'll say this a couple of times in this episode, but let me caution you, don't skimp out on equipment. Yeah. If you buy cheap equipment, it's not going to sound good and it's going to fail quickly. I'm, I know this from personal experience. I'm, I tend to be a cheap person, uh, <laughs> but when it comes to sound and uh, media equipment, don't, uh, don't get cheap stuff. Uh, there's an old adage that says, buy once, cry once. Yeah. It's, it is painful at, at first, but <laughs> if you buy good quality equipment, it's going to really serve you well for years yeah. to you, come. You want it to last. Yeah. And that, that, that's the biggest thing is that um, if, like, like when, when a budget is, is, is put together, when, when you've talked with your pastor, um, that money can't just appear from anywhere. Yeah. That, that's taking money from other budgets, from other um, uh, programs that could be going on, money that's allotted elsewhere, um, probably a cut of all of that. So, so, so you have to be diligent and, and, and specific with what you're purchasing yeah. because you don't want that common, um, that, that, that purchase to become the same replacement. Yeah. Um, we, we bought this speaker um, that, that, that wasn't a good investment, and then we've had to replace it four or five times. Uh, yeah, what's your take on, on, on having a budget and, and building a budget? Yeah, I think um, identifying what your priorities are yeah. within your team. Um, and that for me, it's looking at what is the team that I have now and what, are the t- what is the team that I see myself having in the next one to two years. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah because I, when you go into those talks with your pastor, they're going to want to know the numbers. They're going to, because like you said, it has to come from somewhere. So if you can identify your priorities, you know, you know that you need new mics or maybe you don't even have mics yet or you know that you know just whatever you decide are your team's priorities going into that with those numbers in hand and we're going to talk about some of some of those uh specific items but if you can present them with a realistic plan or a realistic list of items for them if you are a two-person team at the moment maybe you're looking you know into the future when you have maybe three or four members but if you walk into these conversations with your pastor and you say, okay, we're a two-person team, but I want enough equipment for a 10-person team, yeah. and I want all the bells and whistles, and there's no – he's he's or she is not going to see where that's coming from. And yeah. how how is the money that we have here at our church then filling all of that if we don't have those individuals yet? Yeah. So I think being really realistic with enough wiggle room for – Building in the future for growth, yeah. for growth right? But keeping it, keeping yeah, because like in my experience, like you really need to plan for the growth. Um, and in in real terms, like you're probably only going to get this opportunity maybe once every ten years yeah. to really sink a substantial amount of money into your equipment. So you you don't want two years down the road to come to your your pastor and say, "Hey, I know we just did an upgrade, but we're." St- we're still not really we've meeting the, the need. Upgrade. Yeah, yes. <laughs> or, plan, or, we, or we've outgrown the upgrade. Yeah, yeah. You've yeah. outgrown the upgrade, so you have to plan for the growth. Yeah, yeah. But 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 like you said, within be di- reason. Within reason. Yeah. Be, be be diligent of that. Yeah. yeah. So um, let, let, let's say 
like like what what are the basic necessities that a church needs for a praise band? Let, let let's let's be specific about like um like like a PA system. Yeah. Like, like like Josh, what does a praise team really need to start? So I mean, uh, the praise team really falls under the umbrella of like what like what are the tech needs for your church? So there aren't really specific equipment needs per se in terms of the sound system that uh, wouldn't also be needed by elsewhere in the church. And that probably works to your advantage yeah. because mm-hmm. it's not like you saying, hey, the praise team needs this. It's more of you, you coming to the, the, your pastor and say, the church needs yeah. this, yep. right? So it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to serve more people if you, if you come at it from that perspective. Um, but what do you need? So your PA system, so that would be your main speakers, uh, which would then uh, be fed by, um, you know, all the infrastructure that would uh, be connected to your main speakers, like your wiring and your your uh, power amps. But then your mixer is kind of the brain yeah. of of the whole sound system. Um, whether it be analog or digital, I would encourage you if you're buying something new now, buy a digital mixer. It uh, they yeah. really have gotten uh, way better than they used to be. Way more uh, volunteer friendly to use and cheaper. Um, so you and then get, also you, you can grow with that more. And you can grow. Um, yes. It's it's easier for for digital boards to yes. to, to grow. Yes. Yeah. So a, dig, a digital mixer is kind of the standard now uh, for small and big churches. Uh, they like there's there's a lot of great resources for learning how to use them. So don't don't be afraid of the digital mixer now. Uh, they're they're very easy to use. Um, and then on the front end, it's it's your microphones and your cables. So what what in particular for praise bands, uh, it's the microphones, good quality cables, and then monitors uh, so that you can hear yourself. Uh, so those are the, those are the more praise band specific. Yeah. Type PA yeah. equipment, yeah. yeah, and 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 cables um, are are like the veins in your yeah. body. Mm-hmm. They they're easily they can be the ones that that usually take a back seat. Um, yeah. But this is what's controlling and connecting everything yeah. together. So we can't forget about the don't, cables. Don't skimp on cables. Don't either. skip on cables at all. There, there's uh, many things can go wrong with a, with a bad cable. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, you're, you're exactly right. If if we come to our pastor and we approach it as, hey, the church um, would benefit with this with with a PA system yeah. if you don't have one already, yeah, um, or an upgraded one or have, however you'd like to do that, um, then 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 it just goes, oh, well now it includes all of us yeah. instead of just the praise team needing yeah. that specifically. That, that that's great. Um, but then even with that, a lot of churches now have a PA system. It could be an analog board, um, like. I, I, what you have, you're already blessed with, mm-hmm. and make sure that that you use that. Yeah. While you have it now, yes. right. um, if it is in good working condition, maybe that takes That's a great. back seat to mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sure. That 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 your church, that your team may need. Um, so it, it's yeah. You use what you have already. Um, yeah. Do, do you have anything on on on, on that? No, I, I think Josh is right, and to your point that you just made, I. Th- if you do have that equipment that still works and is yeah. still in good condition, by all means, like you said, it can take a back seat. We're not trying to just get the latest and greatest because mm-hmm. we want the latest and greatest. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking, when we say necessities, we're talking needs. Mm-hmm. What What are the gaps that you need filled for your team to be successful, for the church to successfully be able to worship together corporately? Um, and really, because I'm from a pastor's perspective, if they see that you maybe aren't, 
using what you have there and it's still usable and workable, they're probably not going to, to approve purchasing something just because it's a little newer and a little shinier. Mm. Now, if you are working with mics that are just absolutely not doing the job, yeah. then that's obviously you can kind of tell with those things. But making sure that we're being good stewards of what we have yeah. uh, until it gets to the point that really we have to do a replacement. And there's a lot of maintenance that you can do, like just routine maintenance to keep old equipment alive and in, in good in good shape. Um, if you've, you know, we like I, I come across a lot of old analog boards that, you know, as you turn things, it crackles a little bit and people get really scared about that. It really is just dirt. You just it, like the more you work them, the cleaner it becomes. Um, but if, you know, if, if you're, if your old equipment is starting to like drop out altogether and if it won't power on, then it may be time to upgrade. But general maintenance can go a long way to keep old equipment like in good, like good working order for you for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, what equipment does like a small church, if they're starting, if if, if it's you by yourself, what what are things that that the praise team may not necessarily need to start? Like like what 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 can take a back seat that that maybe a a, a larger praise team, um, maybe, maybe it's something that they could benefit from. But what what about a small team like like the things that are out there yeah. that that they probably don't need? I think the like if you're if you know if you're coming up on a, it's a very tight budget and you're trying to make upgrades. I think the first thing that I'm taking off my list are wireless microphones. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, wireless microphones are they're 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 a big help when they're good, uh, and like they're good quality and uh, deployed well. Uh, but it takes a little bit of knowledge to uh, properly deploy them, and you have to buy good ones. Um, and wireless microphones are very expensive. Yeah. Like good wireless microphones are so expensive. So that's and that's usually uh, it creates sticker shock for people when I when I go out and I'll I'll help people build sound systems, uh, and they they tend to want to buy the cheap wireless microphones. And I'll tell you, they're not worth it. They sound bad. You'll have dropouts often. Um, at that and at that point, just don't use them. Just go with wired microphones like this. A wired microphone is never going to drop out. Yeah. You're, mm-hmm. It's never going to uh, lose batteries. Um, you're never going to like misplace them under a pew from when somebody yeah. just yeah. drops it from wherever <laughs> they are. Um, so just go wired microphone. Yeah. That's and it's it's cheaper. It's more reliable, and they sound better. Yeah, w- w- with with a good quality cable. With a good quality. A, cable. a wired mic will, will will sound great. Then then. Uh, and and probably be cheaper. Oh yeah. Than than a cheap wireless yes. microphone. Yep. Uh, what do you think? What, what are things that like like a, a big pricing would be looking at upgrading that a small church doesn't need to focus on right now? Yeah. One of the first things that comes to mind for me, if we're looking at instruments now, if we're kind of shifting to that side of things, is there's always the desire to want, for me personally keyboards that do mm. everything mm. and yeah. have all the bells and whistles and you know I think specifically of like a Nord that just has all the plugins and everything you could ever think of doing um, but if you're a smaller team and you really do only have one or two people you may not need that yeah. first of all just for what you're doing as a team but especially if you already have a decent keyboard maybe tucked away in a closet somewhere or if you have, if you're lucky enough to have a an upright or something like that that's tuned regularly, uh, then maybe we don't have to go on that higher end. Yeah. It's all, it's looking at needs too. You don't like Josh said earlier. You don't want to skimp. You yeah. don't want to just get that hundred dollar acoustic guitar, you know, from yeah. the next door neighbor kind of thing. But it doesn't always have to be top of the line. Yeah. If it 
if what you're needing to do doesn't require that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my church right now, we don't have a keyboard. Um, we've got a mic on an upright. Mm. That, 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 that's all, that's all that's what's needed. Um, we, yeah. a mic on a cable, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's reliable. Yeah. We, we have a mic, mic on an upright. Yeah. Um, and, and spend the money having a piano tech come out and exactly. tune the piano, mm-hmm. get it in good, like for $200, you can get a piano tuned and in good serviceable condition that'll last you for a few months. You know, you might spend $500 a year tuning a piano if you're, if you're going to be like very diligent about tuning it, like that's mm-hmm. probably the most that it, it would cost you. And that, like that would serve you long and it would be a great sounding piano yeah yeah one thing i'd say that 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 can take a back seat and probably be for another future upgrade to 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 come is as um in-ear monitors yeah Mm. um like they're great the the the, those are those are great but if it's just a team of one and two yeah and you have one monitor on the floor already Mm -hmm. that's not an upgrade that that i would that i would prioritize yeah if it's just two people with, with an acoustic guitar and and a vocal or acoustic guitar and piano um, like, like we can, we can work off of wedges. The audio, the um, stage audio from that monitor can be low enough because it's just a small group. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that can be something that that's, that's pushed back till later for in-ear monitors. It's also very, very expensive. Mm. Um, what wired or wireless, yeah. it, it's very, very expensive either way, um, that you go. So in-ear monitors is, is what I would take with that there. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah. So, so Josh, you, you go to different churches and, and and present them with this is the amount that you that, that, that you need with different options. Uh, I, I think you've actually sent me one um, a couple times. Is um, what what are you looking at for like a ballpark range of like an like an a, a minimal upgrade of? I know there's a wide range. Yeah, but. it is a, it is a huge range, and I think it really comes down to uh, like what are you trying uh, what are you trying to replace? Yeah. Um, if it's just, you know, if you're trying to move away from an old analog console, uh, to like a digital mixer, like a good quality, uh, 32 channel digital mixer, you can, you can pick one of those up for $2,500, $3,000 and it'll last you for years, a decade. Um, if you're looking at replacing main speakers, it's a, it's a little bit of a different, um, equation. And I would encourage you for something like that, especially speakers, anything you're hanging, uh, you need to call in um, an expert, uh, an integrator is what they call them, uh, to come in and look at your space. Because one, an integrator, they'll, they'll take measurements of your room. They'll tell you what speakers and in what configuration would be the best so that every seat in your auditorium has even coverage. And that's, and that's the biggest thing with sound is making sure that you have even sound coverage across the entire room. You don't have hot spots and cold spots. Um, but an integrator has, has the, um, the measurement equipment to do that. And they're also going to be licensed and insured to hang these speakers that are hundred pounds a piece over people's heads. That's not something you want to do. I would say (laughs) if you're not qualified to do that, don't try. Yeah. Um, if, if if that's, if that's the way that, that, that your budget works and, and and you're going that route, yeah. Bring somebody in. Don't, yeah. Don't hang them yourself. And it's worth it because then like, if something goes wrong, you have someone to call in and say, Hey, this isn't working as opposed to like, if you and some do it yourself, uh, people, well-intentioned people in your church decide to do this, to put this install together. If something goes wrong and you don't quite know how to fix it, there's no one to call yeah. mm-hmm. at that point. But a main speaker on, on a speaker pole 
that's higher than than, mm-hmm. than the tallest person yeah. or at the tallest person's ears yeah. works just fine. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we want everybody in in in, in the spot in in, uh, in the congregation every spot mm-hmm. to be able to hear. Yeah. Um, that that that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe not spending money on 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 hanging stuff yeah. if you don't have that in your budget. Yeah. Speakers yeah. on on speaker poles uh, work just fine. Um, that they, they will be great. So, like you said, ballpark ranges, uh, like like a ballpark range for for upgrade can be anything. Yeah, um, I mean, you can you can. Uh, I mean, it really depends on the size of your room, yeah. and if you're trying to replace an entire sound system with like speakers, uh, mixer, cables, microphones. I mean, it like a very very basic sound system. You could spend ten thousand dollars, and that like that's probably basement level. Yeah. Um, but then I've also worked with churches that will spend. You know, two hundred fifty thousand dollars on on a sound system. So it's it is a very big range, and for something like that, it it would it would benefit you talking with someone to say this is what we're trying to accomplish. What do you know that is is out there that is within this budget that we can get in that yeah. would accurately yeah. suit our needs? Yeah. And and I I think that that we'd all agree it's about prioritizing. Yeah. But like we said earlier, if you have a mixer that works just fine, could be an could be an analog board. Yeah. Um, but you only have one speaker, yeah. and it's on one side. Yeah, maybe upgrading to, to to just another speaker, which could just be a couple hundred dollars that that, that you're then matching the speakers. Yeah, um, and or spending it to to raise up by speaker poles. Yeah, uh, to 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 raise it up. Um, that's that's just a, a simple investment that'll make the sound automatically better. Mm-hmm. So the audio is not hitting your your congregation's feet. Yeah. Um. So so, so things like that. Uh, Rachel, I'm gonna throw it over here to you. Mm-hmm. Um. How would you go about creating a strategy? Um, we touched on this a little bit with with uh, like like making sure you have a plan and prioritizing. But yeah. but how would you go about as a worship leader? Um, you're planning before. There's mm-hmm. that planning word again. Mm-hmm. Before going to your pastor or uh, your, your your church leaders, how would you go and and make that list and uh, like this is pr- present it to them? Yeah. Um, well, so in the preparation, I've looked at what my team is now, what I'm hoping for my team to be in the future. Um, and making that list of of what it is that I think that would serve us well. Um, in that list, when I go to my pastor, I'm also including why I need these things and how I plan to use these things so that I have backing for when those questions come, because they will come. Why are we spending this money? Yep. Why do we need this model of something? So if you can already have those yeah. answers thought through so that you can come into the conversation prepared, it's always helpful. And typically your pastor's not doing it because they don't want the church to have these items. They just, it needs to be justified why we're making the purchases that we're, we're making. Um, going about it that way, I'm also probably, and this is kind of a, a smaller point of it, but when I'm looking at doing an upgrade, I'm going to also look at the calendar for my church. Because if we're going to be in the middle of maybe switching out a whole console or middle of replacing speakers or something mm-hmm. like that, I'm not going to do it the week before our big Christmas service yep. yeah. or our big Easter service because it's going to take time to get everything set in place. Yep. It's going to take time for your then sound text to learn all the new things and, yeah, and yep. make sure that they're trained on it. So logistically, I'm doing this far enough out in advance that we can have this conversation with the pastor. We can look at the logistics of all of it and then make sure things are in order with our probably our bigger services of the year. Yeah, and, and, and pr- presenting that um, as to why we we need to replace mm-hmm. this, um, this one specifically will help us do that. Right. And then, uh, all, all, yeah, all all of that is very very important. 
Um, wh- one thing that, that, I, that I like to do um, is uh, you're presenting an item to, to your pastor, to your, to your, to your church leaders, um, but also like, like, like you have to have the, the amount next to it. Mm-hmm. But you can also always be looking for deals. Absolutely. You can always be looking for use of that model because, um, you know, everybody's like there, there's thousands and thousands of churches and, mm-hmm. and a lot of the equipment is used already, mm-hmm. right? And people are using it and they're doing their own upgrades, selling the other ones. Yeah. Um, and if they're used, that, that, that'll be very, very helpful to you because then it drops the total. Yeah. yeah. In the vein of used equipment, used equipment is great, uh, provided that the stuff is, is you know, well taken care of. Yeah. Um, but if you buy from a reputable uh, online uh, used equipment distributor, I think the chances are good that it's, you know, the equipment is going to be in good shape. Uh, there's a couple of uh, resources, websites that I like to use when trying to find used equipment. One uh, is called Reverb.com. Uh, Reverb.com is a great place to find uh, used music gear. So whether that's uh, guitars, keyboards, drums, uh, and also sound equipment as well. Uh, but then if you're looking for like um, sound, uh, like church sound system used gear, there's a, a website called churchgear.com that takes, it buys used church sound equipment and then you know they'll they'll refurbish them and then sell them uh out as used equipment so reverb.com and churchgear.com are good resources for that yeah and and then when you make your list what what, what i'd recommend is, is put all the lists um, dream big right mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, create a list on on what on what your idea is for 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 items that you want to upgrade or items that you need for uh for your praise team and then be realistic, like you said, and prioritize those. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be beneficial for my church, for my praise team first? Yeah. Out of all of these, it, it, like like I said, I, I have a mic on an upright right now, on an upright piano. Keyboard might be higher up on the list because yeah. of what we have now. Yeah. But other things could easily jump that, and that's and and it has before. That's why we just throw on a mic on on an upright. Yeah. Um. It's it's really prioritizing, and you don't always need the top of the top of the top line equipment. Of course, we want to purchase um, good quality equipment, yeah. Yeah. but we don't need uh, the the top down <laughs> when yeah. you're searching for online, yeah. uh, high to low. <laughs> we, yeah. we don't always need that 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 thing in the first slot. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, like I said, maximize what you already have. Uh, d- just reiterating these points. Yeah. Um, it, use the PA system that you have now. You don't always need to replace that. Um, use an use an upright piano or a grand piano if you have that. Um, just just put a mic on it, and then that that'll go through your sound system. Um, that these are ways that that you can use the equipment that your church already has. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's dive into things. Uh, Josh, what, for for PA systems, what what um what equipment would you recommend? I know this is there's there's a million things out there, <laughs> um, but like 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 just what what are what are some options there? Yeah. Uh, like I said, PA systems are, are kind of tricky because you don't really know your space, but, you know, just uh, powered speakers have come a long yeah. way in the, the amount of dispersion that they, uh, they can throw sound. So they've done, they've done a great job at developing powered speakers. I like powered speakers uh, because you don't need a separate power amp. It's one um, less item. It's one less <laughs> item. Uh, so you just have to run uh, a signal cable, and then you have to have power somewhere near where the speaker will sit. But they're really easy to, to service. Um, QSC makes a great line, uh, the K-series line of, of speakers. Mm-hmm. Those, are, those are some of my favorites. Uh, the 12-inch is always it's a, it's a good classic uh, 
front of house speaker. Yeah. Uh, so the QSC speakers. Um, and, uh, and, and I think QSC would make monitors as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. And you can get um, like they 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 make a 15 inch speaker, a 12 inch speaker, a 10 and an eight. Uh, so the 15 and 12 are usually good sizes for like front main speakers uh, because they the the range that they uh, of frequencies that they can reproduce are larger, so they can get down a little bit lower into mm-hmm. the sub frequencies. But the eight inch and the 10 inch are great for monitors because uh, they're smaller, but they're, they still have a, a ton of output. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then within that, um, subwoofers aren't needed. Yeah, for the you know if you. Like they, they help produce like the you know yeah. the, kind of the rumble in your chest kind of thing, but it's not necessary. Especially for, for for small teams. Yeah. I mean, if you're playing guitar by yourself, yeah, you're not putting anything into right. the subwoofer anyway. <laughs> right. If you're playing piano, uh, like that, the the low range can be replicated through your mains anyway. Yeah. Uh, so so you, you mentioned uh, digital mixers, and, yeah. and that's kind of where everybody's going, but mm-hmm. not everybody has that money for a digital mixer. Um, and and something that that, that like like an analog board that you can purchase uh, is is the Yamaha MG series. Yeah. Um, they make a small one with maybe four or six channels, yeah. all the way up to to, to twenty channels, which yeah. could be plenty more um, than, than what you have or than, than what you have at the moment. You you may not have twenty channels, um, but but you got to remember when purchasing that it's not specifically for just the praise team. Yeah. It's going to be for the pulpit. It has to be it's going to be for uh, in-house audio yeah. if you're if you're playing mm-hmm. um, like walk-in music. It's going to be for all of that. Yeah. Uh, but but that MG series for for an analog board. Yeah, they're is, they're great. They're yeah. very they're they're kind of a hybrid board because they still have um, digital effects built into them. So it would have some reverb and delay built into the board. Uh, although I will say like the the digital mixers in general have come down in, in cost. Mm-hmm. Like I think the difference between a similarly channeled Yamaha MG analog console and Yamaha's digital console is only maybe four or $500 difference. Mm. So like for instance, Yamaha has just released a, a 16 channel digital yeah. console called the DM3 yeah. that I, I actually have put hands on now and it is fantastic. So for small churches, for $2,000, you can get the 16-channel uh, Yamaha DM3. Uh, it is everything you would need. Uh, it has all the processing, all the all the effects that you would ever need. And one of the reasons I like digital mixers is um, because uh, it has scene recall. So you can save, once you get your settings sounding right, you can save it to a scene. Uh, if the next Sunday you have a guest speaker come in, um, uh, when after the guest speaker is gone, you can recall the scenes from the previous Sunday, and like everything, everything is just saved. So you can save scenes, and then you also have iPad or tablet control as well. So for uh, a solo worship leader like like I am, a lot of the time, I can run my own monitors and my own EQ and gain for my guitar from my iPad mm. without needing a, a more of a qualified sound tech. Yeah. So that's the reason I like digital mixers, yeah. uh, but. There's a little bit of a learning curve with them, yeah. uh, and they are slightly more expensive. But yeah. in the in the long run, I think they're worth it. That scene recalls helpful. Yeah, because if somebody comes and messes with yep. mm-hmm. messes with the lead vocal yep. microphone, you can just recall that. Mm-hmm. It'll come back. Come right yeah, back. Speaking about microphones, yeah. um, uh, I think the only thing that really specifically needs a microphone is just vocals. Um, any anything else added, maybe something on a guitar amp or oh, drums mm-hmm. is an extra because those are already loud enough. The human voice, like that's why PA systems 
were invented <laughs> is is to is to make voices louder because just inherently it's not as loud as a drum set. Yeah. Uh, so so what microphones like like are w- would you recommend for for a church on a budget? Yeah, um, I really like the Shure brand S H U R E if you're spelling it out. <laughs> um, but they have a SM58 that will run you about a hundred bucks, and that it'll do everything that you need it to do. Yeah. And a hundred bucks is usually usually you can get that. Agreed to by a pastor. Yeah. So yeah, industry yeah. standard. It is industry standard for yeah. a reason. Those things will they they take a licking and keep on ticking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they what? I've seen people use a fifty eight as a hammer. You're and joking. I know, and they still work. They're great. I don't I don't know what they do to them, but there is magic sauce in the SM fifty eight. Well, you heard it here. Yeah. Go I mean, you one. You, you'll find those microphones everywhere. Yeah. Uh, even even um like like big recording studios. Yes. They have eight or ten SM58. That's all you need. Yeah, it, it, it works on everything, but yeah. but it's great for for vocals. Yeah, um, just in case if things happen, if people drop them. Yeah, uh, but or also they sound hammer. good, and or use them as a <laughs> hammer, and and they're also wired. So so going into that um, cables, um, you can find cables anywhere, and that's the scary part. Yeah, because there's a lot of mm-hmm. bad cables. I know we mentioned this this earlier. Um, I really like these Sweetwater brand cables. They mm-hmm. come in multiple different sizes. From maybe a six inch, which I don't know why you'd ever need <laughs> that, <laughs> that short of a cable, but then all the way up to up to like a fifty foot XLR cable, which is which is what plugs into a microphone. Um, uh, it's not a plug for Sweetwater or anything, uh, but 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 those cables work great, and and it's it, it's really important to spend money on good quality cables. Yeah, um, like like we can, you might be able to cut corners a little bit elsewhere, but cables. Like yeah. we said earlier, get you cannot cables. get good quality cables. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, Josh, it, you might want to introduce us to DI boxes maybe a little bit um, and then, then have, have like, a, like a suggestion on, um, on, on what a DI box would be um, and, and why it's used for. So. Yeah, a, a direct uh, injection box is what DI stands for, direct injection. Uh, it, there's a lot of science that goes on, uh, including impedance matching between uh, like a high impedance uh, instrument and a low impedance uh, sound system. So what it's doing is it's just making making the two sources kind of talk well with each other. But practically, what you would use it for is to take something that, uh, like a guitar or a keyboard that has quarter inch uh, connection uh, and turning it into XLR connection so you can plug it into a sound system. Instrument cable to, to microphone cable, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that that will go straight to your board. Yep. And work just fine. Yep. And if you're if you're going to kind of get nitpicky about things, um, some some guitarists will have uh, what's called an active pickup, uh, meaning if if your guitar has a battery, it's an active pickup, uh, and you would usually pair an active source with a passive direct box. Or vice versa. Like my guitar doesn't have a battery, which means it's a passive pickup. Mm. So then I would buy a, an active direct box. So you would so you would kind of balance them that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, so get, getting out of the realm of of like PA systems, um, let, let's talk about instruments. Um, we'll start with guitars. Um, we had two guitar players here. <laughs> uh, uh, what is what's something that's like? If a guitarist was was joining a praise band, yeah, what 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 kind of guitar would they be looking for? Maybe not like a specific. You have to buy this guitar, yeah. but I mean, guitars. Uh, I'll say this as a guitar player, they are a very. It's a very personal decision. Yep. Like I think um, guitars speak differently to different people. 
so the first thing I'd say, if you're buying a guitar, go out and, and just play them. Yeah. Like just go to Guitar Center, um, Sam Ash, if you have them uh, nearby you. Um, just go play like as many guitars as you can find, and then you'll, you'll start to develop the, or you'll find the sound that you like. And then that's the sound that you should go for. Um, if you have, uh, if you ha- if you get a guitar that has a pickup built into it, it'll make it easier for you uh, to get into the sound system. If you don't have a pickup, you'll have to put a mic in front of the guitar, uh, which does work. I mean, there's a lot of people uh, do it that way. Um, but an open microphone on a stage increases your potential for feedback. Yeah. Um, so we, we like uh, guitar pickups. Uh, because it eliminates um, more potential for feedback. Uh, but in general, you, you just want to play a bunch of guitars. If you're looking for uh, guitar recommendations, there's a company called Eastman that is making really great sounding um, solid wood acoustic guitars for affordable cost. Yeah. So check out Eastman if you haven't yeah. seen those yet. So then, Rachel, as a as a novice pianist or whatever <laughs> keyboardist, uh, uh, what what are some keyboard recommendations uh, that that you're looking for? For, for a praise band that, that, that has a low budget, that, that's that's trying to upgrade their to get a keyboard. Yeah, so definitely something that's not going to break the bank. So uh, Yamaha has some great options out there. Um, your minimum, I'm, they've gone up in price, so you're looking at a minimum of seven hundred probably for something that yeah, keyboards keyboards. Yeah, on the rise. It's yeah. it's on the rise, but they're definitely. I mean, they're so versatile. You can use it for so many things, and and not just contemporary worship either. Like we've talked about buying equipment that is going to serve your entire church. Yeah, so absolutely. it's, I mean, for congregational songs or offertories or things like that, you know, it's probably not going to just be one person using it. Um, so it's definitely worth the money. Um, I would suggest I. I have a preference for weighted keys. I just like it. You could mm. do semi-weighted, but I like nice and heavy, just giving the a little more realistic feel for yeah. a, an actual piano. Yeah, because if you're having a, a pianist come and join you who's played on a real piano, yeah. you you don't familiar. want one that only has two octaves that that has no weight to it. Yeah. Um, and and then of of course, obviously the the, the cheaper. The cheaper the keyboard, the cheaper the sounds. Yeah. Um, but but you're, you're looking for weighted keys, yeah. like, like weight, weighted keys that's going to feel more like like an acoustic piano. And I w- I would say too for any of these recommendations that we're giving, try them out if you can. Absolutely. If you can go to a guitar center or somewhere where you can get your hands on this equipment, because realistically you are spending a chunk of change on it. Yeah. So you're gonna want to buy something you know for a fact that you like, and not something that just gets shipped to you and now you're kind of stuck with it. Yeah. So same thing for keys. If you can find a music store, sit down, try a couple out, and really see what you like. Yeah. I like the Yamaha P125. Um, it's it's very user friendly. Yeah. It's one button and it changes the sound. Um, like there's four different piano options. There's four different electric piano options. It's got some organ options in there too. Um, ones that may not work in praise and worship, like <laughs> like like uh, harpsichord. But, nice. but 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 it's got that and 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 it's weighted keys. Um, it's 88 keys, so you have the full range of the piano. Um, which what we talked about in a couple episodes is that you want if you have a pianist and a um and an acoustic guitar player. Pianos is is having that lower range yeah. that that the guitar doesn't offer or doesn't have to play. Yeah. So full eighty eight keys is is useful in that. Um, and then adding some other options that then when your groups get get bigger when you have when you have people come join, electric piano would be nice or having an organ yeah. with, with specific different songs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- those would be great there. Um, jumping into uh, 
I think unintentionally, I've, I've gone more up in price in this. Um, but but going to amps, let, let, let's let's talk about amps. Maybe maybe yeah. a bass amp. Let, let, let's talk about that first, and then. Um, yeah. So if you have a bass player, uh, a bass amp is going to be probably the easiest and low cost way to uh, to get a bass guitar into the system, and so that they can hear it. You can plug a bass guitar directly in with a direct box into your sound system, but uh, they, the, your player is not going to be able to hear super well unless you have um, a really great monitoring system there. Uh, but I like I like a good uh, bass guitar amp. Um, Fender makes a um, a series of amps called the Rumble series. Yeah. The Fender Rumble, um, hands down, my favorite uh, amp for smaller um, playing opportunities. So they have they. I mean, you can get as as small as a twenty watt up to a five five hundred watt amp with this Fender Rumble system, but they're super lightweight. They're pretty affordable, and yeah. they they just sound so good. So I, I love the Fender Rumble series. Yeah, yeah. And then if you have electric guitar players, uh, like I said earlier, I think um, I think electric guitars need some sort of amp or amp simulator. Um, and for electric guitars, I think if you ask them, their choice of amps are, are going to be very personal as well because the amp really becomes part of their sound. It's The amp is as much of an instrument as the guitar itself. So if you have a guitar player, I, w- I would probably let them choose their choose their amp. Like if they, if they have an amp, let them bring it to you. But if they're looking for recommendations, uh, again, Fender makes great uh, electric guitar amps. Uh, or you can look into uh, these new modeling uh, pedals. Um, they're a little more expensive, but usually get effects built into them as well. Yeah, and, and I know there's a wide range with yeah. with electric guitar amps. As, as, as a guitar yeah, player, electric guitar player, <laughs> there, there's a there's a lot. Yeah. Um, but but if you're if you're looking to to purchase something, um, it, it's it's not really about the wattage or size. Yeah, um, because you're you're looking for like a clean sound. Yeah. Um, and and we mentioned in a previous episode um, that that you want a different sound, so maybe adding an overdrive into mm-hmm. a clean amp will work. And yeah. for for praise and worship, the the style of what we play, um, we're not looking for something super super dirty, super, yeah. something super Very super loud. Gain. We don't need high gain. We don't need uh, something super loud either. We're yeah. just adding that color and texture yeah. um, for that. So, so small so, small electric guitar amps are yeah. great. Yeah, and then you also don't have to get something that's super heavy. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> which is great as yeah. well. Uh, uh, last instrument, kind of, kind of to cover all of this. Um, l- l- let's talk about drums. What, what would you recommend with kind of with drums there? Yeah, drums, drums are the the hard thing because everyone always likes the idea of drums until you start actually hearing drums in, in a small <laughs> space because they are t- they tend to be loud. Yeah, um, and sometimes you, you know you'll always have someone. Uh, bring up the 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 option. Well, what about an electronic drum kit? Uh, and there, like, there are some really good sounding electric kits out there. Um, my only caution about that is talk to your drummer and see uh, see see what they are comfortable with. Most of the drummers I've worked with do not like the electronic kits. Um, they say they don't feel as good. They don't uh, respond as well. Uh, but like I said, they have gotten a lot better. And if you've got if you've got a newer player who, um, you know, may be willing to give it a, give it a go, you can absolutely control volumes better with an electronic kit yeah. than you can with an acoustic drum set. Um, but the feel is is very different. So uh, talk to your drummer and kind of come to that decision together. Uh, I think if I had a preference, I would go with an acoustic kit. Uh, but you just have to really 
maintain your volume. Yeah. The, the, the scary thing that, that, that w- about an acoustic kit um, is that, of course, you can buy a full kit um, like at, at, a, at a certain price. I'm not, not for sure exactly what the price is. But the cymbals are are, yeah. are very very cheaply made. Mm-hmm. Um, like like drums are very expensive to begin with. And I think for drums, the like I think it's safe to say uh, you can get um, a very student level or intermediate level yeah. uh, drum kit. Listen to the drums themselves, but put put good quality heads on them. Yeah. it's gonna take a little bit. Like heads are an investment, but if you rehead it uh, just once. Uh, and it'll last you for a couple of years for sure. You, but with with proper tuning and proper heads, you can make a student kit sound really good. Yeah. Cymbals though are are a different story. Yeah. Uh, you do want to spend some money on some some decent quality cymbals. Yeah. But and and yeah. Th- those are points. You, it's it's hard uh, for a small budget church church yeah. to upgrade the whole cymbal, yeah. the whole cymbal set. So maybe focusing on a hi hat. Let's upgrade the hi hat yeah. first. That's yep. used the most. Mm-hmm. Let's upgrade the ride first, mm-hmm. and then we can wor- we can worry about another yep. symbol. But those are different points. Those are different items in your list. Yeah, because of because of the price there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then even if you if if you're not prepared to buy a drum set yet, um, or even uh, have 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 the budget for a drum set, or even a, a percussionist, a drummer. Um, if you're if you're training somebody, maybe the best thing for you and a guitar is adding a cojon. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Adding, adding a cojon, and and I think that can go for 150, 150 bucks. bucks. Yeah, yeah, two hundred. That that's not gonna break the bank. Yeah, but that's gonna add so much. It to, really to your, does, and and volumes are much much easier to maintain on yeah. a cajon than yeah. than a full drum kit. Um, you just yeah, yeah, and then and then throwing. <laughs> I keep mentioning this, but 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 an upright uh, with a mic on it. Mm-hmm. You can throw a mic right on on the back of a yep. cajon, mm-hmm. and then now it's going into into your into your PA system. Yeah. Um, yeah. This has been great conversation. Yeah. I, I, I'm a gearhead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you are as much, Rachel. Uh, but but we we can talk about this uh, gear all day long. All day. Mm-hmm. Um, like we said earlier, we can have a full episode on just electric guitar overdrives, yes. let alone the whole pedal board. Yeah. Um, but I hope this was this was good information and gives you kind of in the right mindset of um, of what to do on on with with the budget that you have and and just just some things to remember is is um, if you don't have a budget talk to your pastor um, and and start a budget but be good stewards of that budget yeah. mm-hmm. because you're pulling from other money elsewhere um, you're, you're creating something that wasn't there so the money's just not going to appear um, also. Uh, don't be afraid to look for deals. <laughs> don't yeah. be afraid to look for used right. uh, that things that can upgrade. That, that used is okay, right? Used is okay. We gave you gave you a couple resources there, and then also maximize what you already have. Like like use what your church has, whether it's the PA system um, or, or or just an upright. Like like use use the equipment that your church already has. And then lastly, no matter what you purchase, make sure it's good quality because yeah. you want this to last uh, for years to come. Yeah. You, you want to cry once. Buy once instead of instead of having to replace that multiple times, um, and then within your list, make sure you prioritize and and present that to your to your pastor and to your church leaders. Well, thank you guys for for uh, for joining me in all these episodes. Uh, if you don't know Transmission, go listen to some Transmission. They got great praise and worship music out uh, for for what a decade now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for joining me, and thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this episode of Worship Leading for Small Churches. If you liked this episode, we would appreciate if you'd like and share this with others. Tune in next Wednesday at 10 a.m. where we continue our discussion. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening, and God bless.